As a nonprofit, I imagine that you think you claim to be a good financial steward, meaning you spend money wisely and in the best interest of the mission. But what I found working with a whole bunch of nonprofits is a lot of people have different opinions on what being a good financial steward is, or they think that they are, of course they're a good financial steward, but they haven't really defined that. And I want to tell you that it could seriously be affecting your ability to get money and have that money work for you in the best ways possible, okay? So today I wanna ask you some tough questions, give you some ideas that I have on what being a good financial steward means and help you come up with your definition of being a good financial steward, one that you can feel really confident and stand behind. And trust me, if money or budgeting or the financial side of this nonprofit overwhelms you, then it's something that you want to hit head on now because it really is your duty as the leader of a nonprofit and it will help you bring in those big dollars in the future. All right, let's talk about it. Welcome to episode 52 of Four Purpose Live, where I help you get clear, get focused, and be impactful by showing you how to step fully into the calling that you've been given without taking on that common narrative that nonprofits need to struggle. That's right, together we can get you in your sweet spot using your strengths and talents to serve this world and build a movement of support for your mission simply by living for purpose, on purpose. I'm your host, Rebecca Britt, and today we are talking about being a good financial steward. Okay, if running this whole nonprofit, you get into this and you're like, listen, I wasn't a money person. I didn't realize I was gonna have to like do all of this budgeting and the grant stuff. And like, I just stepped out in faith and hoped to, to get the support I needed for my mission. And now this has just turned into way more than you ever expected. And you find yourself just killing yourself to run this thing. Then I want you to go on over to forpurposelive.com secrets and grab my free web class on how to run a thriving nonprofit without killing yourself. Because God didn't expect you to sit here and have to be so overwhelmed and feel like, oh, what was this all for? No, he wants you to do this mission, step into this calling, but it doesn't need to be overwhelming, okay? So go grab that, forpurposelive.com slash secrets. So what does being a good financial steward mean? It means that you spend money in the best interest of the mission, okay? Well, that could mean a whole lot of things to a whole lot of people. Sure, we spend all our money on programming. Oh, we spend all our money on kids. We spend all our money on food. We spend all our money on housing. Really, what that means is being a good steward and spending it in the best interest of the mission is first, you need to be strategic. I am amazed by how many nonprofits don't have a budget. And really what a budget is, is saying for every dollar that comes in, where is it going? Where do you already know it's going? So you already know what you spend money on. You already know what you want to spend money on, right? You'd like more stuff, more supplies, more staffing. Um, you'd like to start investing, salaries, whatever. So you know where you're headed, what you, know, what you would spend money on if you could. And so you need to start planning for that stuff. You don't just like, as money comes in, I guess I pay this bill. And as money comes in, I guess I pay this bill. No, you say like, let's look. What money's coming in? What are we spending? 
is this, you know, what we should be spending? And then if we need, if we know that we're going to need to do some spending like on salaries or whatever, how are we prioritizing that? How are we peeling off percentages of what's coming in to start stowing away some money for those things that we're going to need? Okay. You also want to prioritize sustainability. You should not be taking in dollars and paying for something now that you have no clue whether or not it's going to even exist in three days, three weeks, three months, three years. Okay. If there's like, ah, we are living paycheck to paycheck. We are just trying to get enough donations in to pay the rent. You need to pause and do a budget. Okay. That is not how anybody should live. And yes, I believe that living in faith is like, huh? believe God will pay the rent this month. But that's a lot. It is a lot to sit in faith that much faith all the time. And maybe God is asking you to, you know, sit here and make a budget and figure out your sustainability rather than do nothing and expect him to show up and do everything. Okay. You've got to do something. You have to show up to the dance. You've got to figure this out. You have the tools and resources to figure this out. I did this. My nonprofit was paying rent and I would pray that the donations would show up. I would pray that the rent money would show up. I was on a bootstring budget. Yes, did I know what I spent every month? But we really barely had enough money coming in to cover our expenses. That was an issue and I relied solely on faith. God's go God is good, God will provide, da, 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 like we'll be okay. That was not the best thing for the mission, okay? And it wasn't the best thing for me because regardless of how much faith I had, I still had some like, okay, I had some awareness that the 30th or the first was coming up and I had some checks to write and there was no money in the bank. I mean, I had a lot of faith and it got me through that time, but it was, my attention was very much on the fact that we didn't have money. And my attention being on the fact that we didn't have money probably created more not having money, created that scarcity mindset, okay? And you're not going to get and attract money when you are in a scarcity mindset and you're giving out all the vibes that you're desperate for somebody to keep your lights on. Do you wanna to give to a nonprofit that needs their lights kept on? No, because what are they gonna do next month? Like you can't pay their rent every month, okay? They need to be able to figure that out. You as an executive director, founder needs to be able to figure that out and you need to prioritize sustainability. So if you're at a point where you're not sustainable, meaning you can't, you're not sure if you're gonna have money to pay the bills in a month or two months or whatever, then you need to have a come to Jesus meeting, sit down with your board and say, what are we doing because the way the books are running, like I can't run like this. This isn't just a hope and a prayer. Let's get strategic. Let's sit down. Let's figure out other ways to get dollars in. Let's see if there's anything in the budget we can cut. Let's see if there's any way that we can start living below our means. So if we know that we're getting this much in, how much can we budget down so that we have some extra that we can start putting away, even if that's like a hundred bucks a month that we can start putting towards the rent so that the rent line item starts beefing up and you have some cushion, okay? So that is on you. You need to prioritize sustainability, whatever that looks like. And 
Another way to be a, a good financial steward and make sure that you're spending money in the best interest for the mission is you have to consider the future. So not just sustainability, but let's say you are sustainable. Like, yes, you can keep running how you are, but even then, if you're running paycheck to paycheck, like you know you have reliable revenue, it can cover your bills. We're sustainable. I'm not nervous about our doors shutting. Great but you should be considering the future. Where are you trying to go? What's the best thing for your mission? What are the programs you want funded? And if there's a way, instead of just putting those programs on like a to be funded list and when a grant comes in and pays $100,000 for that program to get off the ground, what could you do within your current budget to start budgeting for that thing so that you are coming up with the funds you are budgeting for that program. Not everything you do needs to be like, oh, well, as soon as a donor wants to pay $10,000, we'll get that building. And as soon as a donor wants to pay $5,000, we'll get this thing. And as soon as a donor, no. Start looking at what's your revenue, what are your expenses, and what percentage can you start peeling off for some of those things that you feel like are mission critical. And I'll tell you why this is so important. Because, yeah, do I believe that a donor should show up and provide new supplies for all the kids or should maybe buy the property that you guys are on? Yes, I think that that's great. But I also think that that person doesn't show up unless you show up. You need to show up 50%, you know, to the party. You need to be invested. Nobody's going to come along and go, oh, I would like to buy the property for you and it's $500,000. Here's the check. And if you have that thinking, then you're sitting in your office going, someday we'll own this property because we're going to do a capital campaign and somebody's just going to give us the land. You don't know how many times I have heard somebody say, it would just be so nice if somebody just donated the land. It would just be so nice if some." Well, what are you doing today to make that a reality? I'm glad that you're thinking about it. I'm glad that you're trying to manifest it. But it would be so much more powerful if you could budget in this land fund or this program fund. And then when you go to do your capital campaign, you can say over the last five years, we have put a percentage of our budget towards this thing that we think is so critical. That's why we've put a whole 5% or whatever of our budget towards it. And we have gotten that account up to $50,000. We need you, the community, to come in and, and give more now. I'll tell you why this is so important. You know, there's a, a horse rescue that I'm, I've worked with recently, and they are doing a capital campaign so that they can get the farm that they are on. They, uh, they currently rent it, and it's being sold, and they need to buy it if they need to stay there. So I love this idea of actually owning the property. What a good, sustainable idea. If you are renting and you feel secure, you know, at any point somebody could sell that property or your lease could end. And if it's not really easy for you to just find new rent somewhere else, like that could disrupt your services. So sustainability, a great sustainability plan is to own the property that your nonprofit's on. So kudos to that. I think it's great that they're raising money for that. I don't think it's great until they, that they waited until they were about to be kicked off the property to raise the money for that. Either way, this is where they are. But in the capital campaign, it's like, hey, somebody needs to buy this property for us um, or else we'll lose it. And me as a donor who goes, oh my gosh, I'd love to give $1,000 to that, right? Well, the things that stop me from doing that is one, where was the sustainability plan 
from beginning. So they didn't say like, this has always been part of our plan. We've always thought this way. We've had good thinking around it. We've only got $25,000 or whatever, but you know, with your money, it could help. So that would help me understand that, okay, they've thought about this. They've been prioritizing this and now it's just, you know, it's time to, they, they're forced to really do this capital campaign. Now, the other thing is, is what happens when I give a thousand dollars to this thing and you don't get it? Like my thousand is the only you get, or, you know, you get $6,000, but you needed 200,000 to buy the property. So then I go like, well, then I've just given a thousand dollars to a nonprofit that's going to shut down. Right? So yes, there's things you can do with your messaging that is like, if we don't raise our money, this is what we're going to do with the money. We're going to have to shut the nonprofit down, but we're going to donate this, all this money to another similar cause. So don't worry, it's going to the same thing that your heart cares about. Or you can um, say that will, you know, depending on what we get, it will at least pay our rent at another facility. Like I want to know what you're going to do with my money if you don't hit your goal. Okay. But bigger, bigger than that, I want to see that you're bought in. What have you done in your budgeting, in your financial skills to prioritize sustainability and to invest and buy into the thing that you are asking me to invest and buy into? Okay. So considering your future, um, prioritizing sustainability, you're just showing me that you absolutely know when you get money where it's going. You 100% are putting money towards keeping the mission alive, keeping the nonprofit afloat, and you are very aware of how much money that would take. Um, and if you're considering the future, like there's all these things I wanna do, you're not just 100% relying on when somebody feels like stroking a check, but you're saying, you know, I, I, as the leader of this nonprofit and as the steward of your funds, am saying this is where we prioritize our money. So we have line items even if we're not able to launch that program for four years, because that's how long it's going to take us to save up, then I'm peeling off certain amounts for that. Now, I know that there's a lot of nonprofits that are like, that sounds nice, but we are literally like at capacity. Like there's no, I, I understand that this is like a privilege to be able to step back and like, we'll put 5% there and we'll put 10% there because there's enough, right? And if you're like, there's just not enough, like I don't get paid, we're barely making our, and you just don't have the space to even think about this stuff. Even more reason why you need to get very clear on your books. It helps you articulate like, look guys, we're not sustainable. We need to do something like, or we'll be shutting down. It allows other people, your board of directors, your volunteers to take the burden of the financial crisis you're in, really, it's a crisis. Like, let's not laugh about it and be like, oh, we're just paycheck to paycheck. Like, if you may not be around tomorrow because of your financial leadership, which is what it is, then we need to shine a big light on that and say, what are we doing about this, okay? Being a good financial steward means that you're willing to make tough financial decisions. So let's say you're at this like nice property or you're in this nice office building and it has, you know, walk up, it's a clinic and it has walk up, you know, entry or whatever. And you just love this building and it feels great, but the building costs you too much. And you could be in another location that isn't as nice. That's half the money. Is this you saying like, I want to be in a building that looks like this? Or is this you saying, you know what, if we were in a building that costs half, that would be better for the mission. We could serve just as many people 
and we don't look too buttoned up. I mean, a lot of times nonprofits make this mistake. I did it too, where we just, look how good we're doing. We're legit. Look, we have this nice office. We're, we're doing so good. When it's like, you're not. Like, you can barely afford this office. So what would be better is to move to the crappier office. And then people see the truth of where you're at. And the truth of where we're at is like, yeah, I agree. This office isn't great. But, you know, the other one costs so much money and we didn't feel great spending donor dollars that big of our uh, revenue on rent. So until we can get a property of our own, an office space that we own ourselves, um, or we get more donations coming in, this is kind of where we're going to be. So it helps you tell your story. And then maybe what you do is you go, okay, let's say the, the rent at this office building was $5,000 a month. And at the crappier one, it's $2,500 a month. Now you've got $2,500 a month that you can put towards the line item of getting a down payment for an office space so that you do not need to rent and you can make it whatever you want to make it. Then once you get a nice down payment, you can tell people, listen, we have raised this much money. Tell them your whole story. We moved from this nice office building or we chose this crappy office building from the get go so that we can make sure that we have this great down payment for a real building. This isn't where we want to be. This isn't who we are. And this isn't who our, what our population deserves. They deserve a beautiful building and a nice facility. But we understand you don't get that overnight. And we're all willing to take the sacrifices now to pay off later. That's a beautiful story that shows like, oh my gosh, they have such good financial stewardship. They're thinking about the future. They're thinking about sustainability and they're getting us in a place where we will be better then instead of great now, but I don't even know if we'll be around for another six months, okay? So you have to make those tough financial decisions for the betterment of the mission and the people you serve and then tell the story. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be ashamed of it. Don't be ashamed to say you don't have enough money. I mean, the public is supposed to give you this money to run this mission. Whatever the mission is should be a social cause and people should care about it. And one way to get them to care is to show that nobody cares. I mean, not enough people care because we're in this crappy building, okay? You also want to understand how your spending looks to a donor or a third party. So, Maybe you're spending on this nice building and you've got this water maker and coffee machine and a donor thinks like, oh, my $25 donation will get them like a little bit of coffee. Like I really wanted to, this must be a lot to upkeep. Um, and I don't know that they need all this. So I'm not saying that this is a reason for you to stay in the slums or anything like that. Like you can run a legitimate business here and have the nicest things you want as long as it's intentional for the mission. If you want a nice place for your people to go and to feel worthy of a nice service, then having a nice facility is 100% okay. But you just need to understand what a donor might think and then just articulate it. If you're like, if, say you have this beautiful facility and it's like, holy smokes, this is gorgeous and uh, I don't think my $25 will do anything or whatever. Just tell the story about how you got into that facility, that maybe somebody's trust gave you that facility, but you still don't have any money in the bank. You just have this beautiful facility, but you need the donors to make sure that people are showing up and that you're able to continue doing your mission or that you have supplies and all of that. I worked with a, a nonprofit that had been working off a beautiful, amazing property and it was in a trust and they were just able to use it. And I'll tell you, I would 
not think that they needed an ounce of donor dollars because they just looked like they were at like a, you know, I don't know, like a $10 million property, a gorgeous property. And, um, but that wasn't the case. They were just a normal nonprofit running, somebody was letting them use this property. So they need to tell that story, okay? Another thing is, you know, it's easy to talk about all of these uh, nonprofits that have a horrible, you know, they don't have a budget, they're not prioritizing sustainability, they're not considering their future, but I've worked with not other nonprofits that consider their future so much, consider sustainability so much that they literally take like 50% of their revenue every year and they just put it in investments. And I've talked to, I have one client in particular that I've talked to about like, okay, what does that look like to donors? Because to me, if I if I saw that you brought in $400,000 last year and 200,000 went into investments, and then the next year I saw you put 200,000 into investments, I would be wondering what could we have done with that 200,000 that would have served the mission this year? Like, are we doing the best thing for the mission to make it sustainable and make sure that it happens in the future then? Or could my money be going to solving the issue now? So it's a balance, right? And this particular client really believes that uh, she won't feel good until there's a million dollars in investment. She's about to get there. Um, and I said, that's fine. If your definition of financial stewardship means that you are going to have enough money in investments so that you will never have to shut down and that you can pay some salaries off of um, investment returns so that you don't have to worry about, fine. You've thought about it. You've put a lot of thought into it. You've cared about it. Just articulate that to your donors. Like, hey, call out the fact that we are putting a lot in investments. This is exactly why we're doing it. And as soon as we hit the $1 million mark, you will see our spending go up because we will not be putting so much revenue. And this is what we're gonna spend it on. We've got all these strategic ideas for the future. Um, and we're almost there and all of that stuff. So it doesn't really matter how you define it as long as you feel good about it, as long as you can articulate it, and as long as you can stand up to it, okay? It's a confidence thing, okay? You want to feel confident explaining your financial decisions. So if people go, oh, what made you put this office space? Oh, I mean, you wanna be able to go into the finances of it. You don't wanna go into like, oh yeah, it's a great location, and you know, we love that there's water fountains. I mean, no, be like, well, with the money we're spending on it and what it offers and how many people we can serve at this location. And of course, I'm talking about a lot of locations, but you could be talking about anything. Maybe you're supposed to fund research and they're like, okay, so why didn't you give $300,000 to research? And as long as you can say, you know what, we only gave $10,000 or two $10,000 grants to research, but we're actually focusing on new researchers that don't have any money to fund their pilot projects and we want to fund innovative research and we find that we can have a much more bigger impact if we give these smaller grants to newer researchers. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But go into like exactly why you spent your money the, the way you did. If you're saving money for a down payment, then you, you say that that's what you value. You don't want to pay rent. Do you wanna beg every single month for somebody to give you enough money so you can pay your rent or do you want to be done begging? Do you wanna spend all of that energy that you spend begging on your mission? Well, I'm telling you that if you want that, you can make decisions today with your budget, even if there's no ex excess in your budget, then 
50% of your time as an executive director should be sitting with your budget and figuring out how do you get your revenue higher? How do you get your expenses lower? Get in your budget. Understand it. It isn't, it can be overwhelming and like, trust me, it, especially when there's variables like, is this grant going to come through? Is this donor going to come through? But if that stuff gives you a headache, even more reason to make sure you know exactly where you're headed. And one of your goals can be to get out of the needing donors or needing grants. Maybe a donor offers you $30,000 and you say, hey, thank you so much for that. Can we actually do 10,000 over the next three years so that I'm not so reliant on this one lump sum and I can rely on you know three years at 10,000. A lot of times they say, we love that you're thinking about sustainability. We'll give you the 30,000. We'll also give you the 10,000 in the, the next years. So just always thinking about, you know, you could be like 30,000 sweet and you take it and then you spend it on things and then you're right back where you were. Okay. But that sucks because you're like, when are you ever going to get another $30,000? And this year doesn't reflect next year. It, it's a roller coaster that if you go in and budget, you can smooth out the ups and downs of this roller coaster. Now, the final thing that I'm going to talk about, which is probably going to make people like defensive, but I want you to just think about it. This isn't about like me calling anybody out. I just want you to think about it. Your personal finances should be in order, okay? You should have a budget. You should know where all of your dollars go. If you're drowning in debt and you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, then you probably don't have a great financial compass. You don't have great uh, financial habits, okay? And you need to have good financial habits and how you are in one aspect of your life is how you're gonna be in another aspect of your life. And this isn't about proving anything to anyone. I'm telling you that this is about you and your confidence in feeling like you deserve the money you asked for. And I'm gonna tell you a little story about my personal journey, but when I had my nonprofit, I was a wish and a prayer, right? I hoped, begged, prayed that we would have money for rent. And I kept saying, God, if you give me money, I will do your mission in the way that I thought he wanted me to do his mission, which was probably like, you know, buy a property or whatever it was. But I didn't have my budgeting down. I wasn't making very, very realistic good decisions. I was making survival decisions because I had way more expenses than I had revenue. I probably jumped into the nonprofit too early. Like I basically had one month's rent and was like, okay, I'm ready to start a nonprofit. Who will take my one month's rent? Instead of like saving up enough money to be able to get, you know, know that I could afford a place, whatever. So anyway, I have prayed so many times for money and I am sure that you have prayed for money. I mean, a lot of people wish and want for money, okay? But what I really felt in my life was God was saying like, money doesn't, the amount doesn't matter. Like if he gave me a million and I spent it and I didn't have good budgeting practices and I didn't prioritize sustainability and I didn't consider my future, then it wouldn't matter. I would just spend the million. Like it's too easy to spend money. You could get three people on staff and now you've got, you know, $150,000 that's being spent each year that you need to come up with. So, I mean, things cost money, things are expensive. So I really felt this idea, like I felt God saying like, I, money will flow to you, honey, as, like as much as you want it, but you need to show up and show me that you're a good steward of dollars because it's, 
it could never be enough. Like if you're, if you don't know how to spend and get your head around it and know how to prioritize certain allocations for the future or whatever, or for sustainability, then the amount that I give you won't matter. Okay. So I felt this and I got really intentional about paying off my student loan debt, really intentional about paying off credit card debt, really intentional about paying off my auto loan, really intentional. And I feel like now I am in a position debt-free as of this month, I'm paying off my house. I literally will have no debt. And yes, it's given me the opportunity to breathe and say, huh, wonder what I should do now. And I get that that opportunity is a privilege, but it's a privilege that I've worked really hard for. Like we're talking 10 years or whatever. But I also feel like whatever money comes to me, it is like very intentional about what am I going to do with this? How am I going to use this for the best betterment of my purpose on this earth? And I feel like I've shown up to the game as far as cleaning up my personal act. And now I feel super confident, like in myself, that like I can be trusted with, to be a good steward with whatever money is brought my way, okay? And that's what I really think it's about. I think it's just about, do you trust yourself? Do you make good decisions? Do you, are you strategic? Have you put in the work to create a budget? Have you thought about how many months you could be sustainable? Do you have six months reserve in the bank? If you don't, if you're like, that's so great, Rebecca, whatever, then prioritize it. Do not live in a delusion of it's normal to pray for the rent money until the first. I was not ready to take a windfall of money that I was praying for because I thought it was normal to pray for money and get it. And you have to show up, okay? Pray for money. I'm not telling you to stop praying for money, but you have to show up to the game. It's not just lay there and wait for money. It is, I'm going to be really intentional and understand this money game so that I can be a really good steward anytime dollars do come to me. Okay. All right. I hope that was helpful. I hope that I didn't make you defensive, but just like I'm telling you the things that overwhelm you get in the game. And I know as a nonprofit, money as a human living in this system, whatever, money matters. And if money matters, then you should be focusing a good amount of your time on how your money will be used for the betterment of your mission. That's what a good financial steward is. If you find yourself overwhelmed still, then go grab, make sure you watch that secrets web class of the top three secrets to running a thriving nonprofit without killing yourself. I totally know what it feels like to be like, cool, one more thing and I'll just drown over here and pray for money because I'm so overwhelmed, right? So I get that. Go check out forpurposelive.com secrets and, and let me know, subscribe, like, and add in the comment anything that you're going to do to get your money game a little tighter or something that has worked for you. Your money game is tight. Tell people like, yeah, when I had to get into budgeting and all of this, like this was my financial journey because I think we should talk about it more. Um, and I know that everybody at some point in their business, in their nonprofit has hit this. I can't just hide anymore. I got to know my numbers. So let us know your experience. All right. Until next time. Thank you so much for your service to this world. 